do not reflect those of the Evening Rush Network. Viewer's discretion is advised. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Live by the Three Sports Podcast on the Evening Rush Network. This is Coach Matt. Checking in with my main man, Tyler, and we got a guest today, uh, Stu, a.k.a. EJ, uh, coming to visit today and uh, rocking with us. So um, how's everybody doing? How's uh, how's every, how's this week been treating y'all? Everybody doing all right? Yeah, everything's cool on my end. Okay. How you doing? Go ahead, man. So, uh, Stu, introduce yourself to the people on, on our side of things. I know you're do, doing your own thing, rocking on uh, another uh, other platforms, but uh, let our listeners know, you know a little bit about you and, uh, you know, welcome to the show. Uh, no doubt, man. Thank y'all for having me, man. I, you know, I tuned in last week and couldn't get off the screen. You know, just I'm, I'm in the middle of stuff. Like I gotta do things, but I couldn't get off. And uh, Sean hit me and said, "Man, come on through." You know, with y'all blessing, but um, uh, you know, got another podcast called the Cast Worthy Podcast. Uh, we've been running for about four or five years, okay. and it's just a bunch. It's three guys, you know talking about urban news, politics, sports, and everything that we consider cast worthy is raw. It's uh it's toxic. You okay. know, uh <laughs> hopefully, you know, cats don't cancel us. We okay. do but you know that that's what we do, man. Okay. Right. I'm happy to All be right. with well, you welcome, guys. Now nah, we, we appreciate appreciate you showing love. So uh but before we uh before we jump into it, Ty, please let the people know where they can follow uh follow us and um keep track with our show and uh Stu will give uh you opportunity to um to do that but before we check off to make sure people uh catch up with what you're doing. But uh and uh before we get to anything, Ty, please let the people know where they can continue to follow and support our show. Um you can support us in all streaming networks, Fire Stick, um Apple TV. We're on Apple, too. You can download it on Apple. Apple, absolutely. You gotta yeah, get on. Gotta get us on the iPhone. Anywhere you can stream, you'll find yep. us there. Yeah, um, YouTube, on Instagram, Live by the Three or Live by the Three podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, that's pretty much it. You know where yep. we at. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And please download the Evening Rush Network app so you can uh, check out the other shows on the network. Uh, lots of different programming on there. Um, entertainment, um, fashion, like politics, music, anything you want on uh, on the other shows. So uh, you can keep yourself entertained uh, throughout the week uh, when you know when we're not on. So please uh, support and uh, download the app. So, gentlemen, let's uh, let's jump right into it. Um, Things are starting to happen across, you know, all sports, you know, basketball's going on. You got the NBA Summer League, um, still some um, freaks out there. Um, and the NBA just made an announcement um, a few days ago that they're starting a, an in-season tournament. Um, so this is a new undertaking that they're uh, that they're trying. Um, I'm not I'm not exactly sure why. Um, I, well, I think from what I heard, it was they're saying that maybe the middle of the regular season in the NBA gets a little bit stale at times and, you know, with rest management and guys not playing. So maybe they're trying to spice it up a little bit and maybe uh, throw something in there to keep it exciting. So they, they are going with this in-season tournament that's supposed to start um, this upcoming year. Uh, so have y'all, um, have y'all seen that? Have y'all seen, you know, what it's supposed to be, what it's, um, you know, what, yeah, what's the so, deal with this thing? Um, let me see if I can remember. So it's, 
what is it, 30 teams in the NBA? Yes, yeah, 30 teams. So 30 yep. teams, it's going to be five divisions. Yeah, right? yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Teams yeah, from- five pods, I think they're calling groups. Yeah, calling five, them groups. Pod, five groups, pods. You play each, well, it's, it's, broke, it's broken up by the last year's record or something like that. Right, right. And yep. and each pod, you play each other two times, mm-hmm. right? Then the top four teams get like a bye. Mm-hmm. Next two teams with the best record is the wild card. Then it's a single elimination um, tournament, and then the top four teams play the semifinals in Vegas, and then the winner gets the cup in like December or something like that. Okay. Uh, why are they doing that? I don't know. <laughs> the um the games the games count towards the regular season record. Right. Yeah. So so some of that stuff is where it starts to get a little bit confusing for me. So so the one thing is the the games that you're playing, it's is that part of your 82? Yeah. OK. So. So and then I'm going to assume that because, you know, don't they have like tiebreakers in the NBA, like based on your head to head records and stuff like that? That's how they determine stuff. So, like, doesn't it make the schedule a little bit unbalanced if you're not playing everybody the same amount of time you know like that's i think that's where it got a little confusing to me like how does it the the games are still considered part of your regular season record right is is, is that the case yeah well, it's only eight games you plan eight games in the regular season right eight out of the 82 then if you make it to the let me see if you make it to the it could be 12 games out of 82 games with the playoff and so, so then that means you would only play seven. So you're not, so nobody's going to end up playing more than 82 games, mm-hmm. period. Now, can you play less than 82 games? Nah, I don't think so. So somehow, some way, you're still going to end up playing your full, you know, because that, because that's like the little stuff like that that was confusing me. And then how do you do, how do you sell season tickets? Like, so if you're supposed, you know what I mean? Like, is everybody definitely going to play everybody? The, you know, the, the, like there was just, I guess maybe those things were more confusing to me. Um, that I didn't understand how it was all going to work, but I guess that, you know, logistically they worked it out. Um, and then what is, what do you, what do you get out of it? Like what, what's that? The cup. That's it. The first ever (laughs) inaugural NBA cup. You get a cup? Because that's what I was saying. It's just like, you know, you get it, you get to be like, I guess they select the the most MVP or something out of that. You know what I mean? And then I was like, well, is it like, you know how like in the NBA, well, they're still going to have the all-star game. Like, you know, obviously they'll still have that. But is it like, do you have, is it some sort of incentive? Like if you win the tournament, like maybe you get home court advantage in the real thing. Like, like it's, it just has no effect. It's just totally separate, except the, the game still count as your 82, count as your 82. Yep. To be honest, you um, know, I, I saw the the rollout video that um Richard Jefferson yeah, did. Yeah, I saw that too. And I was still confused. And I mean, yeah, that, the, the <laughs> I think it thing, confused me more. I, I think Tyler's, ex, ex, you know, Ty's explanation was the, the best I've seen in, you know, in, in the whole thing. And then it's like, why? You know what I'm saying? And and you're just doing all of these things. And, you know, we, we've got enough games as is, depending on who you talk to. You know, if your team was in contention last year, you're looking at it like, what does this really mean? Right. I, I don't know what the NBA is doing. I don't know if this is their way to say we're going to keep these 82 games, but y'all take this and, and enjoy it. I, I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, but what, they, what the, the, 
the contribution yes, is five hundred for each player on the championship team, two hundred for each player on the runner up, a hundred for each losing semifinals, and fifty for each team that loses in the quarterfinals. Okay. So okay, so they're so they're making it a, so basically what they're trying to do is so let how much do you think that has to do with say like them again, that middle portion of the um regular season where people say it starts to get stale and the games don't count and maybe that's when people decide to do their load management and all of that different stuff like that that now if you put some incentives in it you know money wise you know aside from the competition the tournament standpoint of it that maybe that incentivizes people to play you know like 500 to 500 i mean right that was that was exactly what i was going to say when i heard when i heard the money is definitely for load management purposes yeah so maybe that might be to engage people to play they got right. the players out. so what it says here is that at least two teams will play 40 home games instead of a normal 41. okay possible two teams will end up with 42 home games instead of 41. right 22 teams that don't make the quarterfinals will be scheduled to play on off nights of the tournament after group play is completed okay so, so you want to hear the groups yeah sure all right, so the Eastern Conference, Group A is the Sixers, the Cavs, the Hawks, the Pacers, and the Pistons. Okay. Group B is the Bucks, the Knicks, the Heat, the Wizards, and the Hornets. Okay. C is – that's a little tough one right there. Group B is tough because only mm-hmm. two got to come out of it. Two coming right. out of it. Mm-hmm. No, one coming – no, tier two comes out of it. Right, because a wild card, right? No, one comes out of it. If so so it's not if you finish second it's if you finish with the best record in your on your side then you're the wild card team you got to be hold on this is crazy <laughs> Three, five, the team with the team with the four the winner of each group plus a wild card from each conference so it's the the so winner of each, each group conference. and okay. whoever got the best record i guess on your side. So it's four teams total. Four teams on each side. One from each group, four. right? Or, yeah. Yes. No, yeah. but they combined. They combined. Oh, they so they cross it over at that point. Yeah, so it's the oh, okay. and then whoever got the next two records, that's gotcha, six. Gotcha. Then it's single elimination for everybody. So it could be two wild card teams like from one conference. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. All right, that makes okay. I get okay. So for right. C is the Celtics, the Nets, the Raptors, the Bulls, and Magic. That's probably the easiest one. Right? Yeah. So Western Conference, easy. you got the Grizzlies, the Suns, the Lakers, the Jazz, and the Trailblazers. That's the okay. top. Yeah, three teams. B, you got the Nuggets, Clippers, New Orleans, Dallas, and the Rockets. And C, you got the Kings, the Warriors, Timberwolves, OKC, and the Spurs. So Those who do you last like? two in the West are actually kind of deep. Who do you like coming out the East? The first group with the Sixers, the Cavs, the Hawks, the Pacers, and the Pistons. Well, I mean, the Sixers. I mean, are the Sixers going to have um, James Harden? The Sixers don't have James Harden, and that drops them for sure, right? And then that gives the Cavs. I mean, if you're, I, I mean, you you might have to go Cavs if 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 it's just Embiid, right? You might have to, you might have to. Okay. Wow. okay. Same Cavs that, that went down to the Knicks. So I mean, that Donovan Mitchell with another year under the belt, you know, you had that fear, but you got to think if Harden is making wants to make the move that he's making, mm-hmm. they're going to have to get some type of compensation back. 
That's mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Well, he's trying to go to the clip the, to the Clippers, right? I don't know what the Clippers would give him, but right. No, no. What about uh, Group B? We got the Bucks, the Knicks, the Heat, the Wizards, and the Hornets. That's a tough one with the you that's know with all three of them in there. That's tough. The Knicks, the Heat, and um and the Bucks. That's a tough. That's a tough. That's that's a tough bracket. That's a tough bracket. And you say you play each team twice, one in one one home, one in one away, and that determines your your record. Mm-hmm. So say if you split, so obviously, so let's just say all those three teams split. I guess you know what? Oh, from that perspective, just from that group alone, I can kind of see what they're doing because if you let's say those top three teams split now, you're not going to load management with those two bottom teams and say, well, we're just not going to play these dudes. If they, if it was a regular season game, you might say, okay, we're playing the Hornets, don't play, right? You might say that. But now, if you put this dynamic in it, you can't really do that because you could slip. You try to rest somebody when you're playing one of one of the teams you think is at the lower end of the um your bracket, and they end up beating you. Then that might be the difference between you winning your side. You know what I mean? Like so, from that perspective, it does maybe force teams to play in those games that they normally wouldn't. You know, if they're, you know, that's okay, okay. All right, so this is do we do our uh, next one? Celtics, Nets, yeah, the Celtics, Celtics, Nets, Raptors, Bulls, Magic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it should be the Celtics for sure. Yeah, and, right. and just going back to the last group, based on what you said, coach, and, and the splits, if we got a healthy Milwaukee, mm-hmm. you, you gotta kind of go with Milwaukee because we still don't know. But here's the other thing we still don't know what's going to happen with Miami and any potential. Right, they get, right, they get Dame Lillard. So, but I mean, you gotta go with you gotta kind of go with a healthy Milwaukee because of what we know those guys can do, especially when they play the Knicks. It just seems mm-hmm. like you can't beat those guys. It seems like Milwaukee just got to beat the Heat. Everybody else will beat themselves. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The Knicks and the Heat, they'll split probably. Mm-hmm. The Knicks will beat Washington. You know what I'm saying? Like you just right. by elimination. Right. But it does it does it does put a little bit more where it's like, you know, you're not going to take a night off. Now, there might be some because and that's the thing, too, is like when they built it in, like to the regular season schedule. You know, you know, the NBA teams, I think, and the players are still going to try to figure out how they can get their load. You know, they're going to still try to work it some way. But, you know, it might put a little bit more pressure. Dudes is just like, yo, I'm trying to get that 500. You You know what I mean? Whatever, you know, like. In the locker room, even like, yo, man, what you, <laughs> yo, like, let's go, like, let's play. I'm trying, you know, the extra five hundred, like, you know, I don't know, I don't know. You know, also it might give them an incentive to do well in the regular season. Yeah, for sure. Better, you'll get a better seed the following year. Yeah, that right. That's what I was seeing because I know, like, with baseball, it's different from the All Star game. But with baseball, like, you know, whatever team, uh, you know, National League, American League, whatever team wins the All Star game, that team gets home court, a home field advantage so that's what i was saying like does it have any like besides the money part like is there any incentive for the team as a whole or your conference whatever if you're you know what i mean like that's what i was trying to see like did they do anything with that to make it more um you know people more apt to want to participate well they have no choice but to participate but at least go through and you know try to win um because i know i think somebody i was uh, reading they said they were comparing it to soccer Yep. where soccer has like these different in-season you know leagues or tournaments whatever that they kind of do um at the you know during their um 
their Premier League, all that stuff like that. They have like other little leagues that go on at the same time. And it kind of keeps the interest going, I guess. So, you know, I guess that's why they're trying it. So, you know, we'll, we'll see, you know. Uh, okay, so, yes, yeah, so we did the East, the, the, um, the Eastern uh, pod. So uh, let's talk about the, the, the Western a little bit. This one is tough. You got the Grizzlies, the Suns, the Lakers, the Jazz, and Trailblazers. <sighs> say, that, say that one more time. Memphis, yep. Phoenix, L.A., Lakers, the Jazz, and the Trailblazers. Oh, yeah. That's another one. That's that's another loaded pie with three good teams. It's a loaded pie. By the time this is played, this is you said Phoenix. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Phoenix. By the time this is played, Ja would have been suspended. How many games? It's supposed to start in January. Is that right? No, it starts November. Oh, then he not. He ain't uh twenty. If they start, they start September third. The quarterfinals is the fourth and the fifth. And and the season starts in September. It, it's gonna be close. It's gonna be close. Yeah, that's something to consider for that team. That's that's for sure. That's something for sure. To consider for that team. And even even if he is back, you still got to work him. You know what I mean? Like it's not like okay, you, you know, obviously. Yeah, but it's gonna be too player, late. But it's gonna be too late because by the time he get back, they might be gone. Yeah. All oh, right. 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 Yeah. 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 You playing Phoenix, LA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I might, yeah. Have, I might have to go. I'm gonna go with LA. Lakers. I'm gonna go with LA for the simple fact that we got the situation in Memphis. Just like mm-hmm. Coach said, right? You're looking at a team that without Ja, they've won 20 games, right? So they have some type of chemistry. But you're bringing in Marcus Smart which is going to be another element of trying to figure out chemistry where he's a leader who might take a more, you know, more assertive role. And then you got Phoenix. I can't ever bet. I love KD, but I can't ever bet on this guy's health. And so with LA. I just still can't even figure out that roster, to be honest with you. It's top heavy. And then with LA. I, just, I don't know how you, how are you going to play him? I still haven't, is KD playing the four? How are you playing? Yeah, they're going to have to switch up. And then, and then, is he going to be healthy by that time? Well, it's oh, yeah. the beginning of the season. He'll be good, in, you know. He'll be good. In, he'll be good in the beginning. I don't trust KD injury wise at all anymore. And then, but I mean, with LA, you know, if you Davis. quietly though, LA has been tooling up for that bench though. The the they what they finally lies. yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like KD, you got somebody worse than him. See, but I, I, you know, real, and you, KD be having real injuries. Exactly, that's true. That's true. Not that's real true. Injuries, that's true. That's true. Good, like major body part injuries, right? You know what I'm saying? Like shit, you could be like, oh yeah, yeah, he hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I just, it's gonna be interesting man, because, like you said, you know, people are gonna try to work around and do different things to try. You know, it, will a team say, hey man, like don't worry about the the five hundred thousand. We'll 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 we'll, we'll get y'all that. Don't worry about it. Let's just take a rest. Don't <laughs> worry. About it. You know, like you know what I mean. Like, or it was like, you know, if I'm if I'm like a LeBron or KD and I'm getting fifty million, it's like okay, yeah, five hundred is still that's still a legit amount of money. But mm-hmm. if they're like, you know what, I'd rather take, you know, yeah, five hundred is five hundred, but I'd rather take my rest because now if you look at it like. Okay, you get five hundred if you win the in season tournament, but how much do you get for being in the finals? You know what I'm saying? Those bonuses and all of that. So if it's like, okay, your bonuses, if you make a deep run to the go to the finals, if your bonuses end up evening out, 
to how much you would make for winning the in-season tournament? Do you say, yo, I'd rather, you know what I'm saying? Okay, yeah, we're not going to win the in-season tournament. We'll take that L so we get our load management together because if we end up going to the finals, then that bonus is going to be more. To, you know what I'm saying like all those little, I'll, I'll be interested to see if people buy into it or if it's silver and them already figured out. Oh, okay, yeah, we know they might try to do this, and they got some things in there. Like, nah, y'all better not try to pull that. Y'all, <laughs> y'all dudes better be out there playing. I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't know. It'll be interesting. I just like what That's LA it. has done to to shore up their bench. I think it's the first time in a long time that LeBron, playing GM, has decided to get some support. <laughs> so I like LA. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, yeah. Got- okay. We got two more. One more. Rupees, Denver. Clippers, New Orleans, Dallas, Houston. That's a deep one too. If Dallas, if, if Dallas being the key in that one, if Dallas can get themselves together with Kyrie and Luca, then that one becomes a little bit deeper. That's a, that becomes a deeper one because New Orleans, as they showed last year, when they're healthy, they got good young talent. You know what I mean? So you know, we'll talk about Zion in, in a little bit, but. Um, you know, if they, if they can keep their crew together, New Orleans has a nice, you know, nice young, talented roster. And then Dallas, you know, they're a wild card in that. If they can get them dudes on the same page and playing together well, I mean, you got two hell of five scores on that team all around, you know. So that makes that one more. You said, you said Denver is also in that group? Yeah. See, but back to your point, Coach, I think that would they would be the they would be the guys that would literally be That's trying right. to figure out. How do we get this load management popping? We just won the championship. We're not worried about this cup. You know, we got a two-man game. We lost uh, Bruce Brown. Mm-hmm. So I think the real wild card is Houston. You got Dylan Brooks. Um, I think Bruce Brown is there, right? Yeah, I think that's where he went. And then Ime Doka, coach. Oh, no, no. Bruce Brown is Indiana. You're right. Indiana, um, right. I forgot who else Houston got. But then you got Ime Yudoka, you know, trying to come mm-hmm. back with a vengeance. I don't know. They just traded homeboy that was um um pumping Jalen Green. They just traded him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and they said, you well, know, we'll talk. They traded, and they him. said that might. But see, here's another thing, though. They might not make them necessarily a, a better team, but they're saying that's another possibility for um um at least at one time they were talking. That was another possibility for um uh, Harden to go back. Yep. So if he goes back, I mean, I don't think that catapults them to the top, but I mean, it makes them more competitive for sure. You know, any given night. Yeah, they'll be part of the twenty-two teams definitely uh, playing the filling games. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Last group is the Kings, Warriors, Timberwolves, OKC, and Spurs. So he said, "Okay, so, so I'm sorry. Say that one more time. I heard the Timberwolves, the Spurs, and the and uh." Sacramento, Golden Sacramento. State, Minnesota, OKC, and San Antonio. Three good ones in that one too, right? I, I would go Sacramento, Golden State, Sacramento, and um, and the Timberwolves. I mean, I'm not saying they're a championship. T- I mean, they got they got three legit, you know what I mean? Good players. Right? So who you going with? I'm going with Sacramento. Yeah, me too. Remember, it's I mean, not a seven, it's not a seven game series. It's two, right? It's two against you get two against each well, team. But 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 see here, uh, an interesting dynamic of this. 
is it's the styles make fights thing right so yeah so you got the top you know talent up top talent and all of that but you know there might be some matchups and and again if you're not pulling a load management thing you might run into a team that if both teams are at full strength they might not be as strong as you but if they do something well that you don't and like you said it's not a seven game series where over time the talent is just gonna you know what i mean take over if it's just two games you might like sacramento's good the golden state is good but they might run you know it might be something about let's i'll just use minnesota let's or or um who else did we say in that bracket um okc okc right so it could just right that's what i'm saying they got decent young talent so it might just or the spurs it just might be something in styles make fights and just in those two games where you think okay these these teams should sacramento and golden state should just walk over the rest of these but you you never know and if everybody's playing or even if somebody's not playing so now golden state loses one person out of their big three or whatever and a, a team like you know the spurs or um you know the Timberwolves are at full strength that you know okc at full strength you know that could be the difference between winning your bracket and not mm-hmm. you know that's um huh wow well definitely an interesting concept yeah yeah I mean, listen it got us talking about it so you know people be tuned in and like i said it might you know it's interesting though why do you, now why, why do you think they started it so early because if the whole thing was to make the regular season a little bit more meaningful if the regular season starts in september and you started in november like you're only a couple of months like why 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 do you think they started it so early um get it out I, the way before christmas or what, what well i think because that's when the nba starts really rolling a month, right. month and a half into the season, and I think yeah. that probably would prevent the low management if it was after yeah. January because okay. you wouldn't be too engaged. They'd be like, "Nah, right." You know what I'm saying you get it early, it's still fresh. You know, I think probably because of give that. it the be- give it the best possible light. Yeah, I got you. There's nothing really going on. Maybe and maybe even to compete with football. That we know. I did see that. I did see that that they said that the championship game might be the same. I forget. Oh man, I can't remember. But I did see something like that where they said the championship game might be like the same week. It's not. It's not the Super Bowl, but maybe like I don't think it's playoff time either. But there was something that they brought up that it was just like it's the same day as like a big. You know what I think it was? Is check this time. Is it the championship game the the Friday after Thanksgiving? Black Friday. I think is it is it black is it like the t- November twenty sixth or something like that? Didn't do the time. The end of the times. And okay. I'll call it January 13th. Well, what you guys in Black Friday? What games? The, is the, the, the in-season tournament championship like the end of no, November? No, it's December 7th and 9th. Okay. Okay. Maybe I heard it about begins, it. It begins November 3rd. So it's okay. every Tuesday and Friday. Okay. So okay. They, they definitely. Oh, they, yeah. So they have one. Right. So if it's yeah. Tuesdays and Fridays, one of the games is going to be on um black friday and they the nfl is having their um the first uh black friday game and because actually the jets are playing in it mm-hmm. and it's going to be on amazon so they were saying something like why you know the nba is trying to compete and have something you know i don't know but that might just be people talking but um i don't think they can compete with the nfl but it definitely makes them more relevant than they than it would be mm-hmm. just regularly when you're not playing you know, right. you're just regularly playing, right? And you Sacramento might be playing OKC, and nobody's tuning in because it's a right. West Coast game. 
Now you got this tournament space. If the times are different, mm-hmm. you ain't got to worry about going to sleep at one o'clock in the morning on the East Coast. Right, right, right. Yeah, I just I just clicked on something and it says that the uh, the in season tournament is designed to create competitive excitement during the heart of the NFL season. Right, right. Yeah, because yeah, you're right. Yeah. How about that? Huh? Hey, listen, they, they're, they're taking a swing. Yeah, yeah. Listen, <laughs> trying, trying, can't knock it, right? You go, yeah. you don't know if you, unless you try. Don't know unless you try. All right. So, um, so okay. So we touched on a couple of things, and um, you know, off the NBA that we'll follow up on. So, um, one of them we talked about the Spurs a little bit. They're 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 in the pod, and we talked about you know their potential matchups in the in the pod situation. But um, did y'all get a chance to check out uh Victor Wembanyama? He played two games in the uh, in the summer league. One was better. The second one was better than the first one. So overall, he played two games. He had, so over the two games, he played twenty average twenty seven minutes. Um, out of the 48, played uh, eight at 18 point average, 10 rebound average, and four blocks average over the two games he played in 27 minutes. So, did y'all get a chance to check anything out or some highlights? Or how did he look? So, did you see any? Did you see it? I saw the second game highlights. Okay. I saw some of the the blunders from the first game. <laughs> <laughs> I saw I saw the first game. I mean, you know, people got to remember this cat is is super young mm-hmm. you know the nba let's not forget the summer league while it he's playing some rookies there are some vets in there mm-hmm. and you know it, it's first game and in the second game when when you put all of that together and you're just looking at his age and his skill set you you gotta still be excited about what this kid can do sure yeah talent wise no question talent who wise play, no who question. did he play against the second game portland right i believe so yeah, thing was Portland. Thing was Portland. Thing was, Port, thing was Portland. Summer league team. Let me let me let me play devil's advocate though. They're saying this dude is a generation. Now he's for sure a generational talent, but this is something that me and Todd talked about before. If you're going to be that guy, are there caveats, or is it just jump like jump off the? screen like the first time like there's no questions asked like no that that's a dude right there you get what i'm saying like so did you do you feel like you saw that like yeah there's no question i'm not talking about his talent what he could do i'm saying like when you when to me like when when you're one of those guys there's no there's no caveats it's like yes that's it right there period there's no you know what i mean no oh yeah you know you get what i'm saying like so what did you see like what level do you think he can get to well, hold on to that. Let's go to halftime real quick. Okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Give, that, some, give us some time. To, give us some time. To yeah, yeah. I'll give you. I'll, yeah, we'll come back. We'll come think back to that. that. We'll take. We'll come back. So we'll pause for halftime. We'll come back. We're uh, talking about uh, Victor W. on the second half of Live by the Three Sports Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Hey, what's up, you guys? It's your girl, Chrissy, here to let you know that the Evening Rush Network now has an app. Yes, an app, you guys, so you can stay connected on the go and watch all your favorite podcast shows. You can download the app at Google Play Store or Apple iTunes. So spread the word. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Also, if you're looking to start a podcast and really don't know how, well, hit us up at the Evening Rush Network at gmail.com and inquire about time slots, pricings, and everything you may need to get started. We got you. Join the winning team, the Evening Rush Network. And also, download that app. What are you waiting for? <laughs> Get to it. All right, we are back live out of three sports podcasts. So when we left, we were talking about uh Wemby, Wemby in, a, in the NBA Summer League. So my question to uh both uh Stu and Ty is like, you know, is is he jumping off the screen at you? Are you looking and saying, you know, that that's the guy right there? No questions asked. I, I think, man, for me, it, it's I think we we prisoners of certain moments because I don't know that there's been many instances where we've seen guys that we just could certify out the gate. Like LeBron is an enigma. Mello was an enigma. You know, KD had his rough stretches. D Wade. I don't think I, I know his first game was super bad, but what you saw from the second game and what he was able to do at some point, you got to say amongst his peers and at this time he's that guy from from the range from the things that he was doing the only thing that i really see getting in his way could possibly be injury and i mean every year we have this conversation with every prospect some guys fizz out some guys don't look at zion we talked about zion he ain't played in no games Mm -hmm. but he still has that potential so i think if we a league talking all about potential and what and I know that was kind of opposite of what you're looking for. I, I have to say, based on his skill set and what I saw and what is out there, I, I can kind of ride with that, man, because it's a lot of guys that performed in the summer league and, and they didn't do as well as this kid did. I, I might be a little bought into it with Popovich and the Spurs. I, I got to say he might be that guy. I have a question. Yep. All right. With that being said, right, who would you take? Him? Mm-hmm. Or healthy Zion. Mm. Healthy Zion. Now, when Zion plays, he does the damn thing. So, who would you take coming in? <laughs> I, I think you got to go with a Zion if you're ready. If you're talking about built ready now, physically, athletically, just overall savage of the game, you got to go with that. Because Wemby is a seven-footer. He's got to grow into his frame. You know, he's a European guy. He's got to translate. He's got to kind of figure it out. Zion, I think you you got to take him. But, I mean, you know, it, it's hard to really feel so strongly about it because he ain't been healthy. But healthy Zion, I think you got to go with Zion. Now, mind you, Zion's 23 years old. Mm-hmm. He's been in the league three years. Something like that. Um, Three? So is it three or four? Something is this his, like I'm saying? Is this his foot? This is this his fourth? He was a rookie and came in 2020. Right. So virtually, yeah. So this is going into his fourth season. This is going into his fourth seat. What should be his fourth season, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Okay. I mean, well, it's funny <laughs> we talk about that because Zion was on a podcast. So this. 
So if you're at, we're tied. Were you asking me too, or are you just asking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. It's okay. So now, so let me. So you know, I gotta give. I my, need a clean. We got. Let's go, coach. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> yes or no question. You know, but, but, but see, but no, but this is what plays into it. Remember back in the days, you like me? Yes or no? <laughs> Check the box. Yes or no? No, no, no maybe. No maybes. No maybes. Okay. So here's the issue. So. I agree with you that the jury is still out on Wemby. We don't know because we don't. Now, I like the way he answers questions. I like to like hearing his answers when they ask him things and how he carries himself. I think he's humble, which I think is a good start. Right. Um, so I think men mentally, I think he's he, he has a chance to be OK because of that. Now, Zion, the questions where I'm starting, to, I and so I agree on the physical part. I think that Zion physically should be able to stand up better than Wemby because of the physicality, but it's part of also his physical, uh, you know, what he brings to the table physically has gotten in the way from. And he was on a podcast with, Gil was it Gilbert's podcast mm -hmm. or something? I think it was Gilbert's Gilbert podcast. Arenas. In the and arena. He said, um, you know, so they talked about, you know, how are you trying to make this comeback? You know, where are you at with your career? And he made a couple of interesting comments that, you know, a couple of people may, you know, raise some eyebrows like, huh, that, that's where your head is at. But uh, so I, I'll let y'all, you know, talk about that a little bit and then I'll give my answer. So one of his quotes was, it's, it's more of locking in on flexibility, band work. I think it's those things that will be able to keep me on the court longer rather than losing a bunch of weight and coming to play. Then he said he learned that from LeBron with how he takes care of his body um and then he also talked about rebuilding his circle with the people around him giving him some wisdom and stuff like that to maybe get out of his immaturity because he did talk about that he was like look i'm 20 you know 22 years old i got all this money so you know i feel like i'm invincible and if you know i want to go out to eat and i got money i'm gonna go eat <laughs> so you know that he talked about that but he's saying he's trying to reverse that change it but then, now again, this is, we don't know, but Jason Williams, Jay Williams from ESPN, who did go to Duke as well. So we would assume that he can talk to some people around to find out some information. He didn't say Duke, took it another direction. He said that, but he heard, he heard from people in New Orleans that the quote was, Zion loves basketball, but he doesn't love the work that comes with it. So now to answer your question, Ty, when you start hearing things like that about him and his work ethic and where his mentality is, like saying that his weight isn't necessarily the issue, it's more of a flexibility issue. Those kind of things right there is kind of like, hmm, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if this is going to work. You know what I mean? And, and it goes to and, you know, I still if you don't know i'm a big charles barkley fan was growing up and stuff like that and people try to make that comparison all the time between him and charles barkley i physically i don't see it i mean physically i do see it mentally no mm -mm. but one of the things that helped charles barkley out when he was young and he talks about this all the time is going to a team with um Moses malone. Mm -hmm. and moses malone pretty much told him to his face like yo because he was complaining yo i'm not playing this that and the third moses malone told, uh, told him yo you're not playing because you're fat <laughs> you know what i'm saying and took him under his wing they would run around the track before practice i mean before practice go to practice run around the track after practice and he got him in really good shape and he credits moses malone for making that transition in his career to now to then he turned into the beast he was in philadelphia because he was in really good shape so now 
on the one hand, Zion is saying he's going to try to surround himself with better people to kind of encourage him to do the right things and stuff like that. So maybe he gets a little bit of that. I don't know if he has a Moses Malone type figure in the New Orleans franchise to, you know, really get him under the wing. But, you know, there's that. But then with Jay Williams saying that he's heard that he doesn't love the work like that. I don't you know, so what are, are these things that he's trying to do going to really help him? So, so the answer was that you never answer my question. So that's where I'm going. So for right now, I'll be honest with you. I'm a little skeptical on him. So I might I'm probably trend, trending towards Wemby because I don't know that much about him, but I don't know what his deal is. You know what I'm saying? Is yet to be seen. Is he really about this? You know what I mean? Is he really going to, you know, just be all about the work and getting his body together, like Stu said, and really, you know, dive all the way in like a Kobe or, you know, those guys that we, you know, a LeBron, is he really going to dive all the way in on the off the court stuff to get him that? So right now I probably would go Wemby because it's a little bit known of, uh, of an unknown where like Stu said, we've seen what Zion has done so far and the stuff that's coming out about him from his own mouth and what other people are saying about him is giving me a little bit of, I'm not sure about him. I don't know. Do you think what he's saying is wrong? Which which part? The part about the, the bands and all that. You think that's not, not what it, he needs to be saying? It, it, it's a part of the, it's a part of the puzzle. I don't. And again, I'm not in his life, so I can't tell you that. Yes, the reason why he's hurt is because he's such and such weight. I can speculate, and I would I would think that it might have a little bit more to do with that than, than the the flexibility in the bands. That's, that to me, that sounds the the answer he's he gave with that sounds like it came from a coach or a trainer that's telling him you don't need to lift weights. You're at a solid weight. You know, let's let's get you with resistance bands mm-hmm. to make your tendons stronger and things of that nature. But they but they to your point, coach. They're kind of they're kind of giving into his mentality, right? Because he's kind of saying, "I can still be overweight. I, <laughs> I still want to be this this heavy, right? But I could just do the bands, and and that's true. But somebody, you know, and I didn't say this before, but I I played football in the past, and I remember transitioning from one strength and di- strength and conditioning coach that was all about the weights, and then to another guy that was all about the bands. I'm like, yo, what is this? But with the bands came less weight so mm-hmm. you, you i mean theoretically if you're gonna do the bands you gotta lose weight mm-hmm. right so he's still kind of wanting to do his own thing not getting out his own way and i would beg i would beg to say there's nobody in new orleans looking out for him just off of his, his situation with the with the mariah Wait. mills ain't nobody ain't nobody could look out for him after dark you know what i'm saying I heard Teresa Weatherspoon is like one of his mentors and he responds okay. to her. Okay. But, I mean, you know, when we close our doors and go to bed at night, we ain't bringing our mentors, but you know, we ain't yeah, right. But see, but that, but the different, but see, and this is a go. And again, this stuff is never going to change, but there's no Charles Barkley was a top five pick. Right. But Moses Malone was an NBA champion and all-star, all of that. And he just told him straight up to your face. You're not playing because you're fat. And was cl- and, and clowning him in front of other players, you know what I'm saying? To the point where Charles Barkley was embarrassed and said, "Okay, you know what? I'm gonna put down the McDonald's. I'm gonna go running with Mo-. you know what I'm saying? Like he he got challenged to his face by another player and pretty much embarrassed him into getting him in the sh- getting himself in the shape. Mm-hmm. People in the, in the, they're not doing that, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> because one, yeah. he's playing already. 
Right. He played, he, when he played 61 games, he averaged 27 points a game. Right. Right. He's a two-time All-Star. Right. Mm-hmm. So his problem is his injury. So yeah, if you if I'm thinking like him, if I'm working with the bands and all that, then that'll strengthen up them little muscles to support me. Yeah, I could lose weight. Also, I could lose a huge disadvantage because despite having the amount of weight I have on me, I jump out the gym, I bully people. It's a lot of things that come with that. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But he's still he's only 23 years old. Right. Know? So he's going to lose. He's going to he, he's not even in his prime yet. And he's going to get to the point where he's going to take care of his body. But this might be a good step in the right direction if he's working with the bands. And like Stu, you work with the bands, certain other things, you have to lose weight working with the bands because of the, you know, it's just, it's not easy. That's true. That's true. It's combining with both of y'all said, and Todd, to your point, I, I think it is possible for him to get that work. But, you know, today's game and athletes they all about lean and strength that's why what he's saying to me in my mind and we talking about 17 years ago when i did this and it was new to me the knowledge they have today to lean in the strength is the way to go and to coach's point you talking about two different generations 80s where a cat will punch you in your face take your lunch money now everybody's worried about being sensitive so i really feel like ain't nobody really telling him the truth and, and and I'm not saying it's not the right way to, to, to go. I'm just saying that if, but what you said, Ty, is right. But if he don't love it like that, is he really even going to dedicate himself to that? If he doesn't but love the work aspect. But, I mean, who loves the game at 23 years old? But see, this, but this is what we're, to me, Ooh. the dudes that we're talking about, if you're talking about a franchise, like, because the question that you, the question that you asked, is who can you build your franchise around? Who would you mm-hmm. take to build your franchise around? Mm-hmm. To me, if you're if building your healthy, franchise around, you should be one of those people. Not necessarily, though. Not necessarily. I say you should be. I didn't say everybody is. I said if you're if you have your choice of what you want to do to build your tra- your your franchise, you would want ultimately this person that's all in, loves it, will take you know go to the brink with it you want a kobe type mentality you want to you know what i'm saying you want what that about, you may not get it but that's what you want you want to take an iverson type mentality to build a friend knowing what we know now to build a you don't i mean you can't say i understand, I, and I, I understand where you're he going put no work, he ain't put no real kobe type work in the game that's true, and you can I make mean, it to, to the finals to, and sell it, and you can make it to the finals and sell a lot of tickets you to both to both your points to Ty's point, at that age, and and I think Coach, you kind of answered in, in in support of his point. You got a Barkley who was fifth overall, who still didn't love the game, and he had to be he had to be chastised into it. I think the element that we're forgetting here is that Zion, your shelf life might not be that long, where you can change it around later because you have gone through significant injuries. Right. That right. Barkley didn't have that. He, his injury now his injury started getting as he got older. Because of well, part of it also was because you know he was smaller. He was he was bullying people. He was smaller, so you know he had back issues, and but he did have you know he had knee issues. He had all of that. So that stuff started, like you said, it starts to pile up on you as you get older. But like you said, I mean, Zion had the knee thing in college. You know that one wasn't necessarily his fault because the sneaker blew out. But I mean, that's a part of his. He got a history, right? But also, what happens when you hurt your legs? Can't run. You can't work out. Gain weight. <laughs> <And> so that. <laughs> 
that's where the bands come in because you get to work on them small muscles. That's true. To support. That's true. That's true. Okay. All right. All right. So, 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 okay. So you, so I, I gave you my answer. You said I didn't give you the answer. So I gave you the answer. So you're, I got it now. I got it. So, who? okay. So, so I'm going to, so we're going to assume that you would take uh, Zion over Wemby to build your franchise around. If he's healthy. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> That's, that's, not, not, that's, that's what he said. That's what he said from the rip. But that's not the no. Okay. I mean, you wouldn't draft him number one if I he was if he wasn't healthy. Scenario. Huh? I could create any scenario if he's healthy. Okay. The Listen, if he didn't get hurt, well, no, I'm not saying, okay. Nobody would be saying nothing about his weight if he wasn't hurt. Nobody. Would no, no, be no. no that's yeah, that's true. No, but I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Okay. Let's do this. Let's back know, it up. Hold on. You know they was like the number one seed in the West when he was healthy. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Let's so but let's do this. Let's, let's back. The weight ain't the problem. So let's back it up. So let's back it all the way up then. So now we don't know anything. So we're not going to go on based on what's happened since he's been there. Let's back it all the way up in a time machine. And then, but now it's okay. They're the same draft class, Zion and Wemby. So we don't know anything about them as pros now. Back it all the way up. Who are you picking? Zion. Zion. Okay. I got to throw LeBron in there. LeBron, Zion, Wemby. One, two, and three. How that's going? Oh, shoot. You got to go LeBron. See, Over Zion? I might be a little, I might be a little bit bi- I might be a little bit biased because remember that what I was saying about how it's obvious as soon as you see it? The first time I saw LeBron James play was at ISA in New York. And as soon as I walked in the gym... And in the layup lines, I had no idea what he looked like before that. But, you know, knew he was playing. Walked in the gym, and in the layup line, I was like, okay, that must be him right there. And in the first two minutes of the game, first two minutes, and it wasn't like he had 50. It wasn't none of that. But within the first two minutes of the game, it was obvious that not only was he going to be good, you knew he was a Hall of Famer. In two minutes of him playing in a high school rec game, it was so obvious that th- like that dude right there is a Hall of Famer, not an all star, not a, none of that. A Hall of Famer. You knew it just by watching him in two minutes. So that's what I'm saying. Like to me, with those type of dudes, it's obvious. There is no. Eh, well, maybe you, you give it up like the dudes that are at that echelon. It's obvious right off rip to the levels. Not everybody like when I first time I saw Kevin Love play, I said that dude's going to be an all star. Easy. Derrick Rose. First time I saw him all-star easy like to me you know what i'm saying like so there's levels to it but when you see it you know it right away there's no and eh, maybe caveat uh well if this happens that you know what I mean? and so that's why i'm saying like when i watch some of these dudes like a wemby and stuff like that i don't see it like that i see the talent but i'm not seeing no question about it that dude is going to be one of the best of all time does he have the potential to be that yes but i'm saying it's not jumping off the screen like there's no questions asked would he be better than Bobo? Well, they have the same skill set, but I mean, I think it's a little bit of a different situation because he's been playing against pros, so he's a little bit more polished than say Bobo was because Bobo was a you know high school name, one year of college, whatever. I think he's a little bit more polished because you know he came from a pro system in Europe and all of that, so he's a little bit more ready. But because I even look at it like I'm looking at him, like he's a little bit taller, but from a game perspective, what's the difference between him and Chet Holmgren? He's taller, you know, he's about three or four inches taller, but other, but really, if you look at the skill set, 
what's the difference? They're the same play, really. He looks more fluid and more natural than Chet. Chet looks good too. No, Chet is good, but 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 we're not saying Chet's going to be that. You know, you get what I'm saying. We're not saying that about Chet. That's what I'm saying. Not saying. I I will say this. I love the parody in the fact that we don't have these top heavy situations, and there are a lot of question marks about the future stars. Mm -hmm. Because again, like I brought up that O three class. With Melo, LeBron, and right. you knew all of those dudes. You knew like the separation. It was obvious. It, it's it's unreal. But now yeah. with these cats, we really will have to sit back and see. And who knows? Seven years from now, they might all be giving each other hell, which might make the whole game better. That's true. No, that, that's a that's a great point right there. Like I said, when you saw Dwayne Wade playing in college, you knew that dude was an all star. It, it was no that's what I'm saying. It was no questions asked. That dude's an all-star. When you saw Melo one year of co- his first game in college, he was like, that dude's an all-star, period. There's no questions asked. LeBron, Like I said, the LeBron thing is no – that's a Hall of Famer. No questions asked. You know what I'm saying? Unless the injury stuff or whatever. But that's what that that's a great example right there with that 03 class. You knew all of those dudes was going to be Hall of Famers. It was obvious. The, the first time they stepped on the floor. You know what I mean? But uh, – Great question, Otai. Great question. Uh, yeah, I'll go with it. Definitely. Great with question. It. We, got, we got time to talk about the Jets. Did I run out, run out the time? Or, I mean, we have some other things on the docket, but we, I mean, we, we, what's up to y'all? So we, you know, we got a couple of things. We got a little bit of time left. I'll, you know, I'll let y'all pick. The Don, we said we, the Don said we can run a little bit. It's up to y'all. Okay. Okay. All right. So, well, let's, let, let's see where we go next. So we can go to college athletics next. All right. So we can go Jets or we can go college athletics. We had a couple things going on this week in college athletics. We had, Northwestern football, uh, the coach got fired over an article that was actually written by the student newspaper um, on lots of problems within the the football program. And the coach was uh, fired within a day or so of the reports coming out. Um, So we had that going on. And then we had a situation with Bob Huggins uh, where he was, uh, well, he said he, everybody thinks he resigned and then he says he didn't. Uh, so that's a whole saga going on. And then we got, you know, some NFL stuff going on with the Jets and, you know, signing people. And then you got Asante Samuel talking crazy about the rail. We got a lot of different stuff. So what what direction y'all want to go? And you know what, uh, Stu, you're the guest. So I, I'll let you pick, you know, what, what direction we going. What, 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 what would you like to talk about? Uh, man, as much as I'm, I'm a homer and I'm a Jets fan, I think we can knock out college athletics okay. pretty quick. You know, Bob okay. Huggins, the legend. I think we gotta see something. <laughs> I don't. I'll be honest with you. I don't know what he's. Uh, well, I'm. I'm well, they, that they they said that the resignation came from his wife's email. Right. So basically, what I think is he's trying to get him on a technicality because, from everything that I understood, he did send in a letter, but it came from a resignation. It came a resignation letter. Came. He spoke to the president on the phone and said he was resigning. He told he had a meeting with his team and told them that he was resigning. And he even cleaned out his office. So if that if that's not somebody saying, yeah, then, that then, again, resigned, then again, then again, I don't know. Then again, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, so what I think, but he got a lawyer, and the lawyer is saying, I guess, in his contract that instead that, and when he resigns, it has to come, I guess, directly from him, and it has to have his official signature on it. Like, so it has to be a printed type letter. And then his handwritten signature on the letter of resignation. And so the, the technicality that he's going with is saying, I didn't send the letter and it doesn't have my signature on it. So I really didn't resign. 
And I expect to be reinstated as the coach, even though they've hired another coach already. He's got to relax, man. He's trying to get that right. It's got to be. It's got to be. Because they still can fire him. You know what I'm saying? But there's probably a difference between how much you get. You know, if you walk away, no bread. You get fired, bread. Listen, Bob, you would point to one. And listen, I ain't nobody to judge because I throw back some (laughs) drinks with the best of them. But you was point to one. Bears on the seat. Listen, you had a great run at West Virginia. They they might give you a statue or a building. Just walk off into the sunset, brother. Just let it go. <laughs> Just let it go. I would have been in Bora Bora already. If I did, <laughs> I would have taken that money. I would have been like, all right, y'all got me. <laughs> I'm in, I'm on, I'm on the bungalow. Yeah, let it go. <laughs> He's Just 70 go. years old, got all the money in the world. I see, I'm on the bungalow in Bora Bora. You know what I mean? No cell phone service. Listen, that's what I would have done. But you know, Absolutely. that's me. That's me. That's a little weird. So, um, so I mean, we could. So, so you say you want to stay with college athletics? I don't know, man. I mean, because deep both these situations is, is kind of crazy. You know, it's, I mean, well, it's wild, man. But I have a question about all of it. So, you know, just to give a quick recap, because you know we, we are running a little low on time. But Northwestern football, uh, like I said, an article that came out in the student newspaper with quotes from actual players, former players, corroborating all of the accusations, basically saying that you know, lots of negative experiences, and the big ones being hazing, but also um, racism within the program. They had a term that they call running, where Basically, if you messed up in practice or a game, you know, they a whole bunch of dudes would take you in a dark corner and start dry humping you and doing all this other stuff. They had, you know, the car wash where you would be in the shower and in order to get out the shower, you had to run through a whole bunch of naked dudes and then they would spray you with a with a hose. Um, what else we got here said, um, you know, you know, Gatorade shake challenges and not sexual thing, but they would try to make you guzzle like 10 protein shakes in a row, like back to back to back and dudes throwing up. Um, you know, and then they said that, you know, racism within the program where, you know, coaches and other players, you know, speaking negatively to, you know, minority players, you know, Hispanic players telling them that, you know, shaving Cinco de Mayo in their heads and asking them if they know how to clean up hotel rooms and, you know, black players, you know, from the coaching staff now, you know, uh, play, you know, black players not allowed to have, you know, um, locks, braids, anything like that. But, you know, the, the white football players could have their their um, mullets, their mullets and, you know, long hair and all of that. So, you know, that wasn't an issue. And then, you know, calling black players monkeys and gangs, you know, looking like a gangster if you have a hat on and you know, all of these different things like that. So that stuff came to light. The head coach was fired. He's fighting back a little bit um, as well. Um, but the most, the thing that caught me, so two things. So Ty, and, and uh, you play football. So I'd like to get your perspective on this, the whole hazing thing. But Ty, um, you know, you play, you know, you played, you know, played college basketball, played pro basketball. You know, if you don't want to get into specifics or anything, but, you know, from what I've seen as far as basketball, the culture is a little bit different with the hazing stuff. But have you seen or heard about hazing um, in all your experience as far as um, teams? Maybe not to this degree, but, you know, mm-hmm. you know, what have you seen or heard, you know, regarding this? Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's real. I can't go into detail because I signed an right. NDK, but right. it's real. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. I mean, you know, it's just a part of, it's just, I think it's something that normal, 
in the sports world is just the it's just the level and the intensity of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. I mean, you know, making freshmen carry bags and stuff like that, you know, it's yeah. still, you know, but that ain't that. That's not the same. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I hate to say. It. That's not the same. Okay, uh, so uh, still, what you know, if, uh, you know, so you played football. So you know, what, what, you know, what? Again, you don't have to get into specifics, but you know, your experience with um, hazing and, and, and is this, okay. Well, let me say it a, a different way. Does this surprise you? Uh, let me ask it that way. No, nah, it doesn't. I mean, outside of the the, the sexual craziness, um, mm -hmm. you know that you know I can't I can't relate or subscribe mm -hmm. to that. But you know, it, it like Ty said is it's part of the game. I mean, that's the first time I'd been hazed in that atmosphere. Mm -hmm. And you know, your coaches know what time it is. I think the thing mm -hmm. that Northwestern they tried to take that stance, like, oh, it was going on, but we basically didn't know what's going on. Pat Fitzgerald, you know, he's been a lifetime guy there. He was a legend there. He knows what time it is. So if, if these things were traditions, he knows what time it is. Um I, I don't know why they would have given him a 10-year contract and didn't know that this was already happening, um, which is kind of crazy. But, yeah, I mean, and then the other thing to me, too, which is crazy for some of the black players, if you're going through this stuff, you know, why choose this type of institution? Why stay there? So, I mean, I don't know. It's it's a, it's a big mess, man, and and uh, it doesn't it doesn't really look good. Yeah, well, I, I would say this. It's, um, it's a couple of things. I don't know why any coach this to me, this seems obvious. If this stuff comes to light, you're getting fired. So to me, the, the question is whether you agree with it or not. Like, I don't know why you would turn your back. You know what I'm saying? Like you should want it. If you were trying to keep your job, you should nip that stuff in the butt. Whether you think it's right, wrong, or you think hazing is okay. It doesn't to me. It doesn't matter what your personal opinion is. The stuff that came out, if if you if you're thinking clearly, you would say, "Listen, I'm if, if people find out about this, I'm getting fired." Especially so today's climate, <laughs> right? So let me make sure that you know I do whatever I have to to make sure that this doesn't go on. Whether I agree or not doesn't matter. If I'm trying to keep my gig, I'm not going to let this type of stuff go down. That's the one thing I don't understand. Second part is, like you said, you know, if you're a black player or a Hispanic player and you're experiencing this, why do you? you know, stick around or whatever. It's a couple of things. Number one, number one, you're in that environment. So like you said, you might think that is normal and just, Hey, this is just what it is. Number two, you're at Northwestern prestigious football um, institution, but even, you know, academically, you know, great school. So you might be looking at it from, okay, I got to go through this, but at the end of the day, I'm going to, if I'm trying to go to the NFL, I'm going to have a chance. So I'll go through it now. Or at the very least, I graduate from Northwestern. I'm in great shape because of, you know, where I graduated college from, which is part of what they sell you on when they're recruiting you. Right. You go to Northwestern, you're going to get a great education, <clears throat> be a part of this, you know, network and all of that. And you're going to be set for life. So if they're looking at it from the, you know, from the long term perspective, that might be why they choose to endure it and, and, and go along with it. But you brought up a great point about the coaches, because this is the one question that I have. So they're saying that, okay, and obviously Pat Fitzgerald is the head coach, so he's responsible for all of it, right? You fire him. But some of the allegations were against assistant coaches as well, that they were the ones saying, like, because they didn't necessarily say that Pat Fitzgerald was saying or doing any of these things, but they're saying that he had to know about it. Okay. But in the article, it said that there were assistant coaches who were making the racial comments. The race, they might have been around in the locker room, whatever, when some of this stuff was happening. 
But the Northwestern announced that only Pat Fitzgerald was getting fired. The assistants are staying on. So when I looked at that, I'm like, wait a minute, hold up. I get it. He's got to go. And I also do understand that it's almost August and football season is getting ready to start. However, if you're trying to make a statement about, you know, this isn't allowed and everything, you still have assistant coaches that were not only probably aware that this stuff was going on, some of them were participating in it. Maybe not the sexual stuff, but the racism and stuff like that. So why are they allowed to stay on? That's what confused me. Mm-hmm. Like, how, how are they how are they keeping their jobs? If you if everybody's saying that everybody knew about it, well, that means them too. So how are you going to put them in charge? Yeah, I mean, it sounds like Pat is trying to fall or either has fell on the sword for his guys. But, you know, to your point, I, I don't – because assistant coaches to me are more liable – to be the ones doing nonsense mm-hmm. than the head coach because they're around them. They're in those position group meetings. They saying all kinds of crazy stuff. And I've seen it. I mean, we talking 17 years ago. That's why I can't understand how cats in 2023, you know, I mean, back then we wouldn't have stood for this kind of stuff. Um, and, and probably somebody's girlfriend on the newspaper was like, nah, y'all can't stand for this. I'm blowing the whistle. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what these kids is doing, but it's it's definitely a wild situation, um, and I, to your point, I don't understand how the assistants that because especially in football, right? Basketball is a little bit different, but in football, and I'm not gonna say that Pat Fitzgerald didn't know, but at the end of the day, that's like a you know college football. That's like a hundred man roster. You know what I'm saying? You got all these assistant coaches, the coordinators, and all these people around. I don't know how often he sets Pat Fitzgerald sets foot in the locker room. I don't even me, me personally as a basketball coach. I don't know how he knows every player's on the team's name. You got a hundred dudes out there. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, you're gonna know your top, you know, the top guys, but after, you know, once you get to like your the bottom dudes or red shirts, whatever, like how could he really it know? Ain't, it ain't no way, and I'm telling you, it ain't no way these cats don't know what's going on. Training camp, spring ball, when everybody's stretching and they're walking around, and let's let's say they call you nutsack. Mm-hmm. Fitzgerald, Fitzgerald gonna be like, oh, where did that come from? Right. Somebody, there is no way in the band of brotherhood in football. I don't care how many guys is on the field, everybody knows everybody's situation from the mm-hmm. walk-ons to everything. I went to Delaware State, okay, and and okay. and John Tyler, you know, one of our our biggest football players ever come out walk-on from the gate from the fence. Cats just like, yo, he could play. Put him on the field. So everybody knows everything. And in 2023, mm-hmm. at a Northwestern, they hire people to know things that's going on with the team. Sure. So yep. I can't I can't buy it. No, no, I'm not saying he didn't know. I'm just saying that the sit, but like, well, just like, but just like, and I'm sure you had this experience. If something is going on, the players are going to go to the assistant coaches first before they go to the head coach. For sure. Right. Is, is that is that fair? Because it's, the relation, because sure. they especially your position group, whatever. So you know that that relation is going to be a little closer. So again, if they knew all of this stuff was going on and they were involved in it, like the racist comments and stuff like that, how would they keep? How how are they allowed to stay? Yeah, I don't know, because they're the first line of defense. To me. Exactly. So I don't, exactly. I don't know. They, a, they, they, they are the perpetrators. Ninety five percent of the time, I'm telling you, yo, the crazy they the perpetrators. Like, we get told all of these things all the time in title nine issues. Cause that's what this is. The sexual, you know, the sexual things going on. You're a, if you're a coach, your assistant coach doesn't matter. You're a, you're required to report 
like you know um incidents of stuff like this if somebody tells you yo i got sexually assaulted you're you have to tell you have to report it to the you know what i'm saying to, you have to it's part of, it's in your, in your, yeah it's, it, it's in your kind you have to report this so again how i don't i mean like i said i don't know the hr stuff but well there but i'm just saying i don't see i don't get it and again i do get that football season is about to start and they can't have no, <laughs> no coaches theoretically i guess but i mean because because then the other alternative is if you fire all the coaches then you're just saying well we're not having a season this year and i get mm -hmm. you know in the big 10 and all of that like you know but i mean what are we really doing here are we trying to protect the kids and you know and and, and what's going on or are we trying to salvage a salvage a college football season historically we know that they're gonna they're gonna be okay because ncaa doesn't care about these kind of matters as long as you're not stealing money we've seen that with penn state versus uh miami you know they get the they give the death penalty over money but when you know you're touching kids or you're doing some craziness like penn state did you'll be all right yeah i mean well that you know there's it's well what it comes down to is you know it's institutional control right so what so basically they won't say that as long as the NCAA, I mean, the, the uh, Northwestern can prove that it's not something that's going on in the whole athletic department. It was just, look, this is just football. Yeah, they were out of control. So we fired the coach and we're going to start doing, putting any more, you know what I'm saying? It, that, that's what they're going to try to show. Like, hey, man, it was just him. We don't have this issue throughout our whole athletic department. No, but I, but I mean the death penalty going to the football program. Sure. You know, Miami yeah, didn't sure. have that problem. As a, oh, as a teacher, but, but I mean, they, I mean, they got the death penalty for just taking money, right? And then when you right. look at when you look at Penn State, I think people, you know, people minimize that. But you talking about over twenty years yeah. of nonsense, and then when y'all found out, y'all fired him, y'all still allowed dude on to the facility to keep right. doing what he was doing, and they right. didn't even get the death penalty. No games right. revoked, none of that. Right. Yeah. So the NCAA. Yeah. They're gonna turn another the cheek on this one. Yeah, yeah, they will. yeah I mean it's uh man, it's, it's work. It, it, it oh no question about that. I mean, you know, and, and, and you know, and you, like I was reading, you know, the one thing that guy said that um one of the, the players said that um he's a former player, but I think he's a, a, a doctor now or something like that. So Clinical again, psychologist you know, something right, it right. He he went through all of this. You know, again, he graduated with from Northwestern. He's a doctor now. So he endured all of it. To your point, you know, he endured all of it because of what it meant for his future. But his future, he, he has a good job. He's a doctor now, but he's suffering 10 years later. Therapy and all of that, saying he has PTSD because of what happened to him. Saying, you know, he said he didn't even watch a football game, you know, you know, for like five years after he graduated because he was so disgusted about, you know, his experience. You know, and it really affected him. So it's like, you know, you go through all of that um, and, and you in one way you reap the reward of, of sticking through it. But on another way, you know, at what cost? You know, it, it's, it's a sad situation. So, you know, we got to liven it up a little bit. I don't want you know, we got a couple minutes. I don't, don't want to end on that note. So um, <laughs> we don't want to end up on end up on that note. So. So we could talk a little stuff right now because, uh, you know, Ty, you're, you know, you're a New England fan and, you know, Asante Samuel was a, you know, a, um, uh, a New England Patriot, you know, one, you know, has some good years for y'all. He's a good player. But, um, 
now what I've learned is he has started his own podcast. So and that so when I say all of this, it's starting to make a little bit more sense where he was going. But he started first. He started to try to discredit, you know, Sauce Gardner from the Jets, saying that Sauce wasn't that good and you know overrated, and it's the New York media that blew him up and stuff like that, and that if he played in New York, he'd be you know looked at it a certain way. And I was like, okay. Then he just started taking shots. He went at Darrell Revis saying he was overrated and this, that, and the third. And, you know, he just went left. And everybody, you know, for the most part, people was just like, what is he doing? What is he saying? You know, the Seahawks fans, of course, was agreeing with him. But for the most part, everybody else is just like, he's bugging out. But then you come to realize that, um, you know, he's trying to start his own podcast. So I guess he was trying to get some, um, you know, get some. He, went, he definitely went viral. He went, he definitely, he did that. He got himself what, some. What was he saying? So he basically started the, the, the NFL released a list and it basically was like a list of who the best. Like, so they did it for all positions and they said who the best. So they got to corners, cornerbacks, and they said Sauce Gardner was the second or first. I think they said it was second. So he was the second best. Yeah, second. So they said he was the best rookie corner. And then they said he was the second best cornerback in the league um, last year. And so he took a shot at that and said that he was overrated. And the only reason why he said he wasn't even the best rookie, he said Tariq Woolen from um, Seattle was. And that the only reason why Sauce Gardner won defensive player of the year was because of the New York media bias, which is so ridiculous because every all, there's there's New York media. But all the New York media and all the national media does is just clown the Jets like constantly like that's the number one, you know, go to is, you know, if you need some airtime, just on the Jets. So I don't see how that gets you any brownie points. But anyway, so first he said Sauce Gardner was overrated. And the only reason he was ranked that high is because he plays in New York. And then that started a little bit of back and forth. You know, Sauce kind of took the high road and he was just like, well, why are you saying this about me? Like, I'm not trying to dis- I'm not disrespecting you. Why are you disrespecting me? And then he, then he said, yeah, same as Darrell Revis. Like, I was better than him. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but it's because of New York media, he got hyped up. And so Darrell Revis, you know, he not going the high roads. <laughs> he just went in on and it turned into a whole thing. And then as everybody was just like, why is he doing this? But then, you know, it comes out, he announced, you know, he's got a podcast. So he's trying to, you know, you know, so, you know, you're a New England fan. So I'm gonna let you clean it up. And I'm gonna just ask you straight up. And then Santi Salmon played good for y'all. But it's a sign, and, and as did Darrell Revis, because he was on one of those championship teams. But is Asante Samuel better than Darrell Revis, a better corner? No. Okay. So his now, so I'll, I'll tell you what his rationale was, but he didn't say it. He said it was because, which is true, he had a lot of interceptions. So in his career, Asante Samuel does have more interceptions than Darrell Revis does. But so that was his basically his argument. So his argument was basically like, you know, cornerbacks is all about, um, you know, interceptions. So, you know, if you if you blanket guys or you cover guys and they don't throw in your directions or you have pass breakups or whatever, all that doesn't matter as long as you, you know, if you get interceptions. So that so, was his. OK, you get interceptions because people throw your way. Right. People exactly. not throwing to read this. Exactly. <laughs> they that's, not, what that, that's what everybody else is. Revis <laughs> Island. You can't hold it if, if you ain't throwing. If nobody, right. What would you rather get? Interceptions or you rather know that? I'm coming out today and ain't nobody going my side. Like you just shut right. down the whole side as a grown man. They like, mm-hmm. no, we can't throw it, we can't throw it over there. Well, what he tried to say was that he was better at baiting people 
baiting the baiting the quarterback. So he would oh. give a little cushion and then oh. take it away. You're not even like there's not even a thought to try to even you know how like a, uh I wish a nigga would is not even that's exactly I wish you would throw that ball over here. Right. That's you know, exactly when, you, when your wife would be yelling at you and you you'd be like playing ignore, you'd be like, I don't hear I don't that's how they get on the field. They're like, Yeah, we're just gonna go over here. We got two we got two receivers on the field and a tight end. Yeah, One's on that side where we okay, we're gonna look at this side with this wide receiver and that tight end and maybe the running back because we're not going on that side. Exactly. Yeah, we're not right. going on that side. Right, exactly. Okay, so I, I appreciate that about you that you know Asante Samuel was a New England Patriot, that you're keeping it clean. Yeah, I appreciate keep it real, like okay. I appreciate it. Uh, there's some delusional people whole, out there. A whole field. Like whole, field. whole side of the field. Listen, he was real, man. Field in, yeah. in the night when the NFL was like they had good receivers. Are you sure? Stacked. 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 Like, I'm not like just I'm not throwing your direction. Mm-hmm. It doesn't not. matter if it's Calvin Johnson. It okay. don't matter if it's Randy Morse. It don't matter if it's Ocho Cinco. It don't matter if it's Terrell Owens. It don't matter. I'm not going over there. Like, don't matter. Don't matter. Andre Johnson. Don't matter. Don't throw it over there. Asante, Asante's bugging, man. Like, and I think the larger thing that 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 Revis touched on was just like, yo, as a DB, right? At some point, the fraternity of the NFL, and then smaller than that. The position is bigger than everything else. It's mm-hmm. bigger than the rivalry. It's bigger than the stats. It's like, yo, like we're finally getting our recognition when guys like us had to literally get it out of the mud. You know what right. I'm saying? Big and now you're hating. That, yep. You know what I'm saying? And it just, mm-hmm. it, you just look like you bugging. Like, right. like, like Ty said, like you're a five eight, five nine guy. People didn't fear you. You were a great tackler. You're a great, you know, man on ball you know, kind of coverage guy, but you hating on this rookie that has a promising career that whether he's a jet or not, you know, this is anti the brand for mm-hmm. our position. It's kind of like tight ends and running backs. If you look at Travis Kelsey and what he's done for the tight end position, there have been, in my opinion, better tight ends, you know, looking at the game in the past with Tony Gonzalez and, mm-hmm. you know, all of those guys. But Travis Kelsey said, yo, Tight ends ain't getting no love. Let's start this tight end camp. Right. Let's let's talk about more money for tight ends. And then you look at the running backs. The running backs are struggling to get hired, mm-hmm. struggling to get money because of the injury and their dime a dozen. Cornerbacks is one of those other things where you're going to get one per draft mm-hmm. that might get, you know, that first round Take slot. Right. Right. And it's like, now you hating. You know what I'm saying? Like, not saying that his comments is going to affect everything. But I kind of got that nature from Revis. Like, yo, dog, we, we've come far enough. Let these cats shine. You know what I mean? Right. And that's the thing, too, is like sources and self-promote. He wasn't saying anything. You know what I mean? He was just like, why why, why are you discrediting me? Like, I didn't, like, what did I do wrong? You know what I'm saying? And he, and he was like, but again, it goes back to he's trying to get clout for his podcast. So it's like, okay, you, you know, if and if he did it, because he was trending on Twitter, you know, he was trending like this dude, you know, wilding out. But if he got his name out there and then people subscribe to his podcast or get clicks or whatever, and you know, it helped promote, I guess, you know, I, I don't, you know, respect he's looking like the Pat Beverly, Pat Beverly, exactly, or, right? Uh, exactly, exactly. <laughs> NFL, you got like, let me see, Sam, you got 51 interceptions, Reeves got 29, right? 
He does have a lot more. And that was always interceptions. You gotta that, give him that. That was always the knock I had on Revis as well as a Jet fan. You know what I'm saying? Just because Revis didn't play, we also gotta remember Revis didn't play the slot often. Right. You know, right. He wasn't a, a do-it-all kind of cornerback. It's the same argument I have about Troy Palomalu, but everybody, you know, swears he's a first ballot guy. I don't like him per se as mm-hmm. a safety, but you know what I'm saying? It, it you know, some guys change the game. You can't knock that. Right. And it's different styles too, right? Like he, like D, like you know, Dion was, you know, Dion could cover, but he wanted to bait, you know, so he would give a little cushion, make the, you know, make the quarterback think the receiver was open, and then he would give him a little space, and then he would come back to the ball and get his interception. Revis was his mentality was like, I'm not giving you nothing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're not getting an inch. You know what I mean? That and that's that's how he played the game. So mm-hmm. so yeah, you can say okay, no interceptions, but like you said, not getting thrown at. Balls are not even catchable when you do try because your dude is not, he's not even close to being open. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I, you know, like I said, you know, Sante Samuel, he, you know, he went through, but like I said, if it's, it's helping his brand or whatever, you know, more, more power to him, I guess, you know, but I don't, I, I don't necessarily, you know, if you, if you, if the way you got to get on is by tearing somebody else down, especially somebody not even asking for it, like he's a kid, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if you, if, because, Somebody made the point. They said, if that's how you really feel, like, okay, you want him to do some things differently, or you say, hey, man, in order for this kid to really be great, he's got to get more, you know, some more interceptions. Like you said, a camp, or just hit him. Like, yo, I want, you know, I, I've been watching your film where I see you do certain things. I, have, I think you have some talent, but if I think if you really want to get to this next level, you need to step in, step up the interceptions. I was an interception guy, so here's some tips or some tricks that might help you get to that. You know what I'm saying? Like, that is the more, you know, the, the the more magnanimous way to, to go about it, but in this world that we live in with Twitter and social Cloud media and all of that, you know, cl- right. You, you know, you, you get more clicks by going in another direction, but it's again, you're tearing somebody else down to do it. And if that's, I guess, if that's how you're, how you're going to do it, I guess, you know, so, so we'll leave on, we'll leave on that note, but um, great show. Stu appreciate you uh, stopping by. So, you know, like I said, as promised, man, I want to give you the opportunity to, um, you know, promote your, uh, you know, your podcast and, and, you know, where you do your thing. So, um, you know, our viewers can check you out and, um, and yeah, well, you know, do, you know, do your thing, let the people know where they can catch you. Man. Again, I appreciate you guys for having me, man. And, and, and joining and, you know, great show. I'm going to be locked in every week, but yeah, I'm on a cast worthy podcast. So just like you have podcast is cast worthy. Mm-hmm. So we talk about the things we deem cast worthy sports, politics, uh, a lot of sports and politics, urban news. Uh, you can find us on all of the DSPs. We do YouTube live on Sunday-ish, Negro time-ish, um, <laughs> nine-ish Negro time. Uh, and, you know, that that's it, man. We've been running. We're coming up on our 200th episode. And, you know, again, if you like to hear politics from a black perspective, uh, just talking about all different types of things, you know, check us out, man, and we, we'd appreciate it. All right, no, for sure. No, definitely check that out, and and we ask our you know our listeners and our subscribers to uh, to follow as well and support you know anybody that uh, rocks with us. So um so yeah, you know we'll call this one a night. Um so appreciate you stopping by and appreciate you know any any everybody that watched. So um this is Coach Matt signing off on behalf of Tyler and Stu on Live by the Three Sports Podcast, and uh, we'll catch y'all on the next one. All right, peace. peace.